Caroline's yawning again. <laughs> There's something about when you hit record and it does the little three, two, one. If I'm sleepy, I do be yawning. Like three, two, one, take a nap. <laughs> well, it is once again 10 p.m. and we're just now recording. Well, yeah. that's not true. Well, we recorded for the past two hours for TBR Tuesday because we have never been concise in our lives. No. And we so read now so it's, much. Now it's 10 p.m. Again, why does the, we got? There's no solution. We're gonna no. keep doing this. I would no. say we'd get better, but we won't. We won't. There's no way. I know us. We're gonna <laughs> continue to record at 10 p.m. and we're gonna continue well, to be like, yeah. I would say we can probably do an hour long episode and then record two hours. Because, <laughs> like I tell you, like I mourn my weekends. Like Sundays are just like mourning um, the fact that Monday is coming. But then, like I also know that on Monday night I'll be tired. So I'm like. Sunday, let's just get it out of the way. Um, and in so we're theory, doing we could record during the day, but I have never yeah. done anything that I've set out to do during the day. No. It always happens at night. Well, because then, like, my parents like want to watch a movie or like do things, and then like there's just like a lot of moving parts, so it's just easier at night. Um, I tend to get like particularly because the nice, the nice, the day was really nice. So like, mm-hmm. I would, what a good day to record TikToks! Like, there's there yeah. sun finally, the light. yeah. Um, but as soon as I started recording, my dad started mowing, the which lawn is mower. very loud. And I was like, mm, yep. Okay. So we technically don't have a lawn to mow because it's all snow. But mm. when it's the summer, we live in a cul-de-sac, and I swear to God, they're on a schedule. <laughs> Every day, another neighbor is mowing their lawn. And I'm like, stop. Like, you'll go outside to, like, you'll have, like, a nice drink and, like, a book. <laughs> Like, as soon as you get out there, I'm like, this is really rude, and it feels personal. And then there are kids who are just, like, little hellions, and I'm like, I don't like you. So we live on five acres, so, like, Mm -hmm. if I go sit on the back porch, unless my dad is doing something, it's usually – I mean, sometimes if one of the nearby neighbors is doing something, it is loud, but it's not Mm -hmm. usually too awful. Today was, like, 70 – in the 70s, um, but it was, like, overcast and windy, so it was, like, a little bit chilly for part of the day. So I went out Mm -hmm. and sat, and I drank my little matcha latte, and I made my little Canva designs, Mm -hmm. um, and I listened to audiobooks and things, and that was so nice. And then all of a sudden, the sun came out, and the wind went away, so it got – hot and then my dad started mowing the lawn so my cat freaked out instead of sitting with me because the mo- the lawn mower was chasing him around yeah. the house and i was like fine i mean my earbuds are noise canceling so i could stay out there for part they of are it crazy noise canceling i use crazy my i don't like the pros as much because they don't stay in my ears as well um so i'll use my the smaller ones um normally but just recently, I was in the bathtub and I took my uh, pros because they're waterproof. And I had just like I discovered because I listened to Spotify, but I like went on Apple Music, and I like discovered that like Dolby Atmos thing, and then also like the different like settings the AirPod Pros can do. And I was like, oh my god, I'm in a world of pure imagination. Because like drowned out like the water rushing, and I was like, whoa. I mine was I got them because I'm late to everything that requires spending money, so I didn't get Spotify yeah. until I – or Spotify, like, premium until mm-hmm. I was in college. Same. Because um, I just would shuffle my music, and now yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, what was I doing? Um, but for, similarly, I had corded headphones up until, like, probably mm-hmm. last year. Um, mm-hmm. Or, like, earbuds, rather. AirPods just, changed my life. So they changed my life just generally being Bluetooth, but specifically I got them right before – I took some trip – and on the plane, mm. 
Ooh. You pop the little noise canceling thing on and all of that like of being mm-hmm. on a plane that you don't notice when you get on because it's just the atmosphere. Yeah. But as soon as you put noise canceling headphones and it it's vanishes, crazy. you're like, oh, it's crazy. Silence. It was magical and now I can't go anywhere without them. Same. My pro tip for listening to audiobooks is get a pair of wireless headphones because as soon mm-hmm. as I did that, the the game was changed. Um, Listen to it anywhere. Mm-hmm. It comes with the side effect of your parents not knowing that you're listening to an audiobook because you've got like one ear in. And for me, I have long hair. And so they just normally can't see that I have a headphone in. So we were watching or my mom was watching Emily in Paris one night and she thought I was watching with her. I was sitting there listening to my audiobook. Apparently, I thought she knew because I made like a show of like putting my AirPod in, um, but she was like talking to me throughout the whole thing about like things happening to Emily, and I was like, "Yeah, wow, crazy, can't believe it." She thinks I watched that entire show. I didn't. <laughs> I wasn't. I didn't. I was like, and I got to a point where I was like, "She does she think I'm like watching this?" And then I just kind of like went along with it. But yeah, I was listening to an audiobook. So sorry, mom. My downside is that um, – so I listen to audiobooks on walks, my hot girl mm-hmm. walks, mm-hmm. Um, unless I'm, like, really feeling a podcast, which I'm not – ironically, not yeah, a super big podcast person. So I've started listening to audiobooks on my hot girl walks, and they have the added benefit of, like, I want to keep listening, so it makes me walk more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've also started on the occasions that I go to the gym, um, which I only ever go to for cardio because mm-hmm. I, I do Pilates and stuff at home. I don't – I need somebody to tell me what to do is the problem. Yeah. Like a person on the internet gives me a workout. Yeah. And I don't want to be like watching someone on my phone and trying to lift weights in a gym where there are other people who are like doing their own workout. That's just too much for me. Um, And I'm not going to go do Pilates or something there. So I really only go to the gym for the elliptical and the stationary Mm -hmm. bikes, Um, which means I don't have to think. Because I'm just doing the elliptical, so I will pop mm-hmm. on an audiobook. The problem with that is that I listen to romance novels. Yeah. So I was listening to um, the Kennedy Ryan Audible original, Coming Home, mm-hmm. and it was like the last – I was like, I'm going to walk on this elliptical machine until I have finished this audiobook. So it was only like 40 minutes or something left in mine, mm-hmm. um, or whatever it was, I had gotten at the sex scene. And I was like, wow, yeah, I live in fear of my AirPods disconnecting right now. And just, like... Just blasting. Just, like, a sex scene blasting in the Mm -hmm. middle of a gym. Which, like, it's loud enough in the gym that probably nobody would even hear it. But... uh, Yeah. I've played fast and loose uh, with that same rule. But it's at the mm -hmm. grocery store. Um, Mm. The most memorable time for me was listening to Any Duchess Will Do by Tessa Dare for the first time. Um, And... Good golly. um, There's a scene. Miss Molly. Miss Molly, Jesus. There's a scene where um, she doesn't think she's worthy of him because she is a little lower class. And so he bends her over a desk and every thrust lists his title, like every like courtesy title. And it's one of the hottest things I've ever read because he's like, I'm this, 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 this but I'm yours. And it, I was in like the cheese aisle. So one of the (laughs) most unsexy aisles. (laughs) Why are you implying that cheese isn't sexy? Uh, 
I would argue that the cheese aisle might be the sexiest aisle. I just don't know if dairy is that uh, sexy, but it's I guess cheese. I'm close to, be to Wisconsin. Bread. So that is true. Bread and cheese together is a sexy combination. Yeah, but fancy cheese. <laughs> it was like Cub Foods. It was not fancy cheese. It was like craft. Oh, well, that was that not in the deli. <laughs> See, I'm thinking of like H-E-B where we have the fancy mm. cheese section and that is the yeah. sexiest section. Yeah, no. Um, Wait, if the cheese aisle is, what do you think the sexiest aisle of the grocery store is? I mean, I love a good donut. That's so not like its own aisle. The bakery. The bakery is like a section. The aisle. Uh, I mean, I guess the, the fancy cheese section isn't really an aisle in mine either. It's a. Yeah. I don't know. I maybe like, do you have like a wine? We've got a section for wine. Maybe you could argue that's the um, in Minnesota. You don't in Wisconsin. You can sell wine and stuff on the shelves. I think our cub has like uh, canned stuff that you can buy, and they have like an attack. The one downtown has like yeah. So like, you can go to Wisconsin, and you can like when we were at our cabin, you can like buy wine on the shelf. Like I went to, like when I lived in Portland, I could like buy wine at Target, um, but that isn't a thing here. Um, and it was only recently where you could start buying alcohol on Sundays. You used to not be able oh, to Oh, I do think that. we still – oh, no, we can't in grocery stores. Liquor stores are closed on I Sundays. Think they, I think they – I think they – on. Re, like, within, like, the last, like, five years or so, I think they changed that to where you can go to a liquor store on Sunday. Um, But, yeah, grocery stores mostly don't unless it's, like, an attached – like, a Target up in the cities has, like, an attached liquor store. But, like, my Target down here, there's no alcohol. Well, this is a fascinating revelation for me. My Target has so much wine. I wish. I loved it because you get the 5% Target card discount. When I was in Portland, it was heaven. Oh. Well, this is a fascinating. <laughs> so the wine aisle at a Target would be pretty sexy because Target in itself, I just, Target gets me hot. So like. Target's pretty sexy. Yeah. Bullseye. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, this was oh. a weird tangent. Um. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You listen to a very sexy scene in the cheese aisle. I, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Romancer TBR. We've, I think, successfully bantered our way into this, even though we didn't quite get to the point of the episode. No. No, we didn't. Which is unrelated to everything we've talked about so far. Except that I, I did listen to it as an audiobook. I said quite literally everything. Uh, I did actually, I was in the grocery store yesterday and I was listening to this, but I only got like 15% in. And then I just decided to read the ebook because it was faster because I wanted to refresh before the episode. I listened to a lot of this one while going on hot girl walks. Nice. This would be a good walk so. one. And we haven't again said the freaking title. It's One Duke Down by Anna Bennett. The one and only. Oh, God. I love it. I push this one on everyone. Because I think, like, I don't think anyone would really hate it. I think they could be, like, indifferent towards it. But I don't think it would be one that would cause, like, intense, like, anger. Um, book one, it caused me intense anger. So if you're wondering, can this be read as a standalone? Yes, because Caroline did. Um, and none of the, like, the characters from book one are in this one. Um, but there wasn't, there's no real read. Yeah, it wasn't like, wait, who is this? What happened here? It it just was clearly like, ah, a couple that must have gotten together the last book. Mm -hmm. So do what you want in reading series in order or just skipping ahead because it makes you know save you some pain um but that's another lesson of don't always write an author off if you don't enjoy one of their books sometimes i will never read an author again and then sometimes 
um like the cover this cover got me there was no way i was not going to read this book because the cover is just orange and beautiful and they're smiling um but yeah i am happy that i got over that bridge i have like a two book rule i'll sometimes Mm. not follow that if there's like other Mm -hmm. books that i really want to read or something typically if it's an author that i don't really know i will give them two books where if i don't like one i'm like this might just be because i didn't like this particular book if i don't like two yeah you're gonna have to convince me to read a third book yeah and like Um, book one it was the plot it wasn't the writing and it wasn't the mm -hmm. audiobook because it beverly Beverly a crick is one of my favorite narrators and she narrates both of these i think that's so funny i really don't like her oh i love her that's so she does this like i could see where you were that's what chris Justine Eyre does to me though I feel that see Justine Eyre I don't even remember what she sounds like because I feel like she's just a narrator mm-hmm. this one I know she does something very specific with hero like men specifically with mm-hmm. heroes that I don't love and there's something even more particular that she does with heroines like I don't know how to explain it but she does I, something with her voice I know what you mean though like I know it yeah. but I like it but I could understand where she would be no, one that's very me. Mm-hmm. she makes the I think Interestingly, she does to heroines what you think Rosalind Landor does to <laughs> heroes. Where I listen and I'm like, why are you making the heroine sound like an elderly woman? Oh, see, yeah, I don't get that. for Because she narrates a lot of, I think, Lenora Bell, maybe. Like, um, not quite nasally. It's She's like she's got like a nasally. Like a little bit, but there's like something. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But when you listen, you'll know what I mean. Mm-hmm. That, like, very it didn't voice. bother me enough to not listen to it. And also mm-hmm. she narrates all of the um, Kate Bateman um, – That, yeah. Whatchamacallit series that I'm listening to. Yeah. Um, so, like, again, it's not, like, enough to put me mm-hmm. off the audiobooks. I know um, some people don't. And I like, like her wealth accent for the heroes. Like but, like, mm-hmm. like, I listen to it. I actually – I wonder if I might have enjoyed this book more if I had – I'm, I'm I, just thinking – I enjoyed this one just fine. I wonder if I might have liked it better if I'd read it. I challenge you if you ever need a comfort reread because this is my third time reading this book and I had an even better time than the two previous oh, yeah. times. Um, I think this would be a really fun one to reread. Just I am. Um, if I like book three comes out, well, it will. But my thing, I keep like complaining about it. I feel like I should say I I did enjoy this book. Mm-hmm. I gave it like four stars. You it's suggested one this that, episode, so it's not like yeah, I um, wasn't like yeah. ugh. We have to talk yeah. about this. Um, I do think it's we talked about this in the TBR Tuesday episode mm-hmm. um, that we just recorded. Where from if you're listening to this earlier this week, um, where you were saying like it's harder both to displease me Mm -hmm. in books and to like get me into that five star Mm -hmm. range than it is for you i am i tend to live in the middle ground more i do think if you would have read this one as the arc um well so it's interesting that you say that though because i was thinking about that as i was listening to it and the thing that i noticed was like i've read um a novella from anna bennett that was part of a Mm christmas anthology i don't remember a ton about it it was fine but -hmm. the thing that i noticed with this one is that sometimes if dialogue is a little bit wonky or like Mm. i don't quite like the dialogue an audiobook helps with that oh interesting because someone performing it makes it Mm -hmm. sound more natural and so i was like on the one hand i don't love this narrator at least this one was worse than other books i've heard beverly Mm -hmm. a crick do i think because poppy's lower class um and so she she does a different accent it 
flows better because it's an audiobook so someone performing it makes it sound more natural but mm-hmm. when I stopped to really pay attention some of the dialogue didn't work for me mm. I don't know how to explain that any better other than it just didn't no, quite I get feel it. natural I get it in just like a personal sense because like the same thing with uh forget me not by Julie Soto um it wasn't the dialogue but it was like the writing that like it took me a while to like get used to it um so again maybe in an audiobook that would you know iron out Mm -hmm. but i did enjoy this one but but this is one of the ones that's like very low like there is a a kind of dramatic external plot but it's like honestly not a big deal yeah which is odd because somebody tries to murder him at the beginning of this book but like it's not a big deal it was also a very fun i liked the pacing of that part because like they found out who did it at like 70 percent or like 60 or 70%. Yeah, I didn't realize how early they would find out. Yeah. So I thought that was the end. And I was like, man, we are really dragging out this like post third act. Yeah. <laughs> but then like, there was wasn't. still like 30% left. And then like there's even more things that happen Drama. before they get, you know, married. It's hard um, for me to like really love a book that isn't at least a little angsty though I think mm. is my thing yeah Whereas, versus see, that really really works for works you. for me because like it's just so cute like my my favorite part about the book is that like you said she's lower class and he's a duke um and in theory they're worlds apart um but it never truly got in their way they always had a mature conversation and like moved past it um at the mm-hmm. beginning she was like very reserved and like did not want to um get attached to him because she had a bad um experience with her mother's family who were of the aristocracy and she just didn't trust people in power and stuff um and he didn't look at it as um i'm we're too different so i'm not gonna try he looked at it as we're very different. So I'm going to try to understand you and understand where you're coming from. And mm-hmm. that is a huge part of why I love a week to be wicked by Tessa Dare. Because there's a scene um, in that book where Colin admits that he's not good enough for Minerva, but he doesn't run away from it. He actively betters himself and makes himself a better person to where mm-hmm. he feels that she deserves him at that moment. And I think that happens to an extent here in a little bit different of a form. She thinks he'll never understand her heart um and like what you know her family means to her and everything and then he um doesn't make her choose her family over him he gives her a happy medium and like he there's things with her brother um and he doesn't ever hold any of it against her like there's one point where she thinks he's gonna like break up with her because um her brother fucked up and he's like Mm -hmm. i i know how much he means to you like i I understand. And she's like, whoa. Like, this you is know, the moment. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. the love of your life's brother tries to murder you. And you just got to work around that. <laughs> you work around it. And sometimes you realize, like, was it like 60%, like 50 or 60% through the book that, you know, he did try to murder you? Because he had, like, had amnesia. He didn't know. Um, he had, like, partial amnesia. So he knew who he was. She didn't believe he was a duke at first. Because he washes up on her beach. Mm-hmm. She's a fisher woman. Um... And so she was like fishing and he was caught in her net and he like wakes up and he's like, I'm a Duke. And she's like, well, that's a funny thing for you to say. Who are you? And he's like, no, I'm literally a Duke. Um, But he doesn't remember who tried to kill. He remembers he was uh, like, like murder was attempted, but he doesn't know who did it. Um, 
And so that's the whole thing. He has to like stay in her cod like little hut thing on the beach um, and pretend to be dead while his uh, valet um, and her like parse out who uh, tried to kill him. And then they go on like different scouting missions. Yeah, little to, like adventures. see if yeah to like see if his enemies like <laughs> his enemies which one did this, um, and you find out that the brother was hired to uh, take this guy out. And then he realizes that and he's like, I'm just not going to say anything to Poppy because I don't want to lose her. <laughs> and like, I know that she would feel bad. So I'm just going to not. And then she finds out and she's like, oh my God, he's going to be so angry. I would understand if he like never wanted to see me again. And he's like, I knew it. I'm fine with it. <laughs> like, I think you, I think we could be friends if like we went and got a beer. So. It, it just like I have so many quotes that I just like marked down of just moments where they could have broken up or moments where um, they could have made rash decisions or not listened to each other but they always had a conversation um, and they always talked about it and so it just felt like a very mature relationship while still being like fun and like soft I don't it's just it's hard really for me to describe but that's like everything that I love about like a low angst book is when they just talk to each other and do cute things and (laughs) love each other (laughs) like it's insta love um they're like strange it's like strangers it's not insta insta attraction I guess yeah Um, but they don't act on it for a very long time no so like um they're strangers and then they're like friends and then lovers i guess and then there's obviously mutual attraction um they're like almost kiss one time and then there's like an only one bed at an inn sexy bathtub times um and then there's sex on the beach and in hut <laughs> on beach um and like there's like a quote where she's like um just happy that he never gave up because again like she was very reserved for a lot of it because she was scared to give him her heart and he was just like okay that's fine like take as much time as you need i'll always be here um and again there was a moment after the villain was revealed that they could have like broken up and i think in a lot of different books if it would have been like the true like third act situation like right before the end of the book um that could have happened but they got over it um and then they were gonna get married and then he was kidnapped <laughs> baby lisa clapis style little baby it was i was like oh kidnapping <laughs> yeah didn't see that one coming because nope. i had guessed i had guessed yeah. the murderer yeah, or attempted murderer yeah Pretty much I as soon as he was introduced. I didn't guess the brother's involvement. Um, We're spoiling this. So obviously there oh, are spoilers yeah. in this episode. It's his cousin. Um, Dun, dun, dun. I figured out the brother. As soon as he was like, oh, he tried to kill me. I was like, okay, so he's been hired by someone. Yeah. I just, I didn't anticipate the brother being hired to kill no. him until he saw him. Until that then, was revealed. Yeah. And well, then as soon as, because we don't really know about the cousin. That was kind mm-hmm. of like a, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. It like shows up at the end where I was like, "Oh, we we haven't met the murderer." Like, yeah. or attempted well, murderer like, rather. Cuz he like talked about his cousin how he was like super close and like who he missed cuz 
at one point she like asked him the question like who do you miss oh, i didn't even really remember that yeah so like he like um she asked him um who he missed most and then she thought he was like engaged or something and he's like no it's my cousin right. we grew up together i love oh, that's him. a bummer i forgot about that conversation yeah so like they like grew up together um he was obviously the heir and the cousin was the next like the spare I guess, well, then would be his father. Well, he was, like, third in line. Yeah, Yeah, so he wasn't – he was always resentful of the hero, but the hero, he never clocked it. Um, He never really understood the animosity. Um, So, like, I think if it was executed differently, I wouldn't have liked it, but I think, like, he tried to – I mean, because I just didn't care. (laughs) Yeah, like, he tried to show, like, mercy at the first time because he was like, I'm not going to sentence you to hang. I'll just ship you off to the army. I will say this, freaking. I will say this. Because I was like, okay, he sends him off to the army and the cousin's being annoying and like begging not to go, whatever. And he's like, how long do I have to stay away? And they said 10 years. And he's like, at least buy me a commission, like begging him for mercy, yeah. whatever. And Keen looked that man in the eyes and said, see you in a decade. And then walked <laughs> out. And I, yeah, I know, I was like doing my little hot girl walk. And I was like, damn. She like clicks her ankle. See you in a decade. And like, I respect the hell out of that. Yeah. That's such a badass exit line. Exactly. Because, like, there are there are heroes that I've read who would be like, oh, it wasn't that bad. Or, like, they wouldn't take it seriously. But he took it pretty damn seriously. But he's still kind. There was still a little bit, like, he's still my cousin. I don't want him to die. But I want him to be a better person. Um but then he kidnaps – well, he sends someone to kidnap him, and he's just over it. He's like, go to fucking America. And then he ships him off to America. And the uncle's like, take him. He was an embarrassment. This was embarrassing. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is embarrassing. Oh, when your son tries to kill your nephew and then kidnaps him. God, that's the worst. The worst. I hate it when that well, happens. Then it was dramatic because it was their engagement ball, and everyone – so everyone knew that Poppy was obviously of the lower class, and so it was like a – scandal that they were um getting married which again like the way that she just like agreed and like it just was different like every part where they could break up or where i've read a breakup in another book for like various different reasons they just stayed together um but like she never really suspected that he was like running away she was like what's wrong with them like this isn't um like it's like the end of a uh, tempt me at twilight she didn't think that he uh relish mm-hmm like Mm -hmm. ran off she was like something is wrong um and then obviously he walks in all hot and ripped up and he's like let's get married well it was the engagement ball but um then they were like it's a love match the countess who had all the power was like that's fine in the eyes of the ton now because they're in love um i just (laughs) (laughs) well because like they'd already like made peace with their social differences and like they were gonna like split their time living um by the sea and then in london and like they both made concessions it wasn't like an all or nothing she could still fish if she wanted to um but she didn't have to like now take care of her father work do all this thing the father had a little bit of a romance at the end um Mm. kitty is gonna be i believe the book the book three I assume. She was in book one. Um, she was like an unruly uh, – so there's like a school for girls on this wherever island. I don't know. Well, I guess. Bellhaven Bay. Yeah. Um, and so they had like – she's the ward 
or something of the hero of book one. Hmm. Um, so Blade, it was like Bladenton and Hazel, I think they were the the pair in book one. Um, so Kitty is around, um, and she's like drawing up architectural designs to like upgrade the father's um, cottage, and then also mm-hmm. they're building a house on the sea. Uh, so I wonder if it's gonna be like an architectural book. She's got an, an a nemesis. She's like my nemesis is following me, and I was like, oh Who? yeah, she did throw that out. I was <laughs> yeah. like, Kitty, what? I was like, I can't wait. Um, so I'm very excited. Um, yeah, that'll I make mean, three enemies to lovers. Yeah, architectural historical romances uh, for us. Architectural pining. by design. I mean, they're not like really enemies, but they're kind of enemies. Second chance kind of enemies, you know. Yeah. And then a daring pursuit. Once again, not really enemies, yeah. but a daring pursuit. They're like kind of enemies. Mm. Um, Kitty's book, I think, is gonna be fun, and I hope it has something to do with like architecture and like he's some burly man. Lenora Bell has um an architectural book. He's renovating her brother's house. Um, it's a Beauty and the Beast one. Mm-hmm. Um, loves a rogue, I think. Um, and he's just really big and like really annoying her because she's like living at her brother's estate um and she's like very bookish and um yeah that's a good one and then they break some architecture in the bedroom why did you i don't know um this turned into an architecture tangent um but yeah, I I mean thus far no one has topped well, on the romantic <laughs> side of things, Tristan painting the like mistress's bedroom not mistresses and mistress, but like mistress the mistress of the house. Of the house yeah. Uh bedroom in his house the same color that he knows Karis's bedroom is cuz mm-hmm. it's her favorite color. Mhm. While definitely being in denial about the fact that yeah. he painted that room for her. On the sexy side of things, nothing will top. Uh, oh my god, Grantham. Yeah. Fucking Maggie on an architectural drafting desk. Because <laughs> I've used those drafting desks. De- desks. I know. I I did some set design back in the day. I know what those desks are like. What are Does they it seem like? comfortable? No. They like raise. Oh, they're so at like an the, angle. So they can. Yeah. They're so adjustable. Seen, okay, so that's. And, like, it doesn't seem comfortable, but wow, is it hot to read about. And, I mean, in Lenora Bell's, I just loved – it's kind of like an overboard where he's, like, the sweaty um, – Keith – no, Keith, oh, my God. What's his name? You really do like overboard. I've I love it. Goldie Hawn and uh, Kurt Russell, that's the name. Um He's, like, the sweaty, like, architect, and then obviously there's no amnesia in this or anything, but, like, he's just, like, picking all of, um, or, like, pressing all of her buttons, um, and then they, (laughs) she inherits a body bookshop, um, and it's, like, there's, like, a bunch of different erotica there, and it's, like, too old, um, Cogsworth, because it's, like, the Beauty and the Beast, so the two, um, you know, candlestick and clock yes Lumi- um, lumiere and Cogsworth. yep and then like the the tea mug lady she's there this is pots yeah um i am begging you <laughs> i'm bad with names to rewatch beauty and the beast i love I beauty and the beast but i'm bad with names i picked them up yeah, in but the book, their though. names are lumiere <laughs> as in French. light he's a candlestick 
Cogsworth, as in the cogs yeah, of the clock, and Mrs. Zombie. Potts. Yeah. The teapot. I, I could say that that one's on me. I know Chip. I don't think Chip was in the book, though. Okay. But, um, again, we've n- we've now got nickels to rub together so we could do a whole episode. <laughs> nickels to rub together. Um, and I think there's, like, a little bit of... There's there's architecture in a wicked game, yeah. Really there good. is, yeah. There is. Interesting. Uh, so have fun with that because that that was a good third act or like grand gesture. I think you'll mm. appreciate it. It won't be one that oh. will um give you the heebie jeebies. Me out. Yeah, yeah. No. Heebie <laughs> It'll be it'll be good. Um, okay, good. Back to back to this one. Yes. Um. D- 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 there's a baby log or. There was not really an epilogue in this book. It's just a chapter. Um, but at the end, she's like, how would you feel about changing some nappies? And he's like, what? She's like, seven months. <laughs> no, actually, what he said was, I don't know. I've never really thought about it. Wait a second. <laughs> Which did kind of. Cute. I do respect she was, that. Oh, God. He's I just, like, I don't know. <laughs> then he just waits. I mean, this man was just so in love with her. Um, and it just seemed like a very healthy kind of love. Which, again, like, we had just read. Or I had just read you were currently reading um, Eva Lay's um, A Rogue's mm. Rules for Seduction, which is angsty and beautiful. Yes, see, that's a book. And babe. that, and again, like I can love that book. But again, that book did things differently than I thought it, than it could have done. That's true. And it, it, and it worked so fucking well because it did. It did. Because um, I was scared for a little bit there. Um, so like I can enjoy like a good angsty time. Um but then again, this one just does it for me. Yeah. I mean, that's my pitch. I think if you want like a warm hug, this one to me is like, Olaf can go fuck himself. This is the warmest hug I've ever received. So, <laughs> Bye, little snowman. The mental image of you like hunting Olaf's head off his body just occurred to me. <laughs> I would do it. I'm not a huge Frozen person, so I would. Oh, I am. Punt, I'd punt that I love little that snowman. I think I saw Frozen in movie theaters like four times. Four or five. Mm. I was a big. Mm-hmm. We were gotcha. excited. I had like friends that we were all very excited when it came out, and gotcha. But getting from this Disney tangent to another Disney thingy for this book, there was like a whole Mufasa scar, um, brother, it was. um, cousin I, burning. I was like, Dang. <laughs> We're really like fully going line. So Keen was like hanging out of a window, and his hands were like he just saved his cousin from like falling off like this. This like was it like a roof? So maybe not Um, like scaffolding. Uh, Scaffolding out of a window. Architecture. Um. So like really scaffolding architect construction. Really just construction. But go off. Well, we're going together. I guess because I suppose construction would be more the loves of Rugby and Laurel but. Um, so he's hanging off this building and the cousin's just going full villain mode. So he just takes a candle. He's like, I'm going to burn your hands off and you're going to fall and then you'll die. And then I'll get to be the the Duke. Um, but it just, it, it really gave me a Mufasa scar, but then obviously a Poppy's brother, uh, pulls him back and then he beats him up. So that worked for me. And then. Poppy's like, yay, you're back. 
and his hands have to get bandaged because he literally <laughs> was like burning his hands off. So there was a little bit of Lion King in it. There was. Um, it's just it's so hard because like I have so many things that I just like love about this book, but like you'll get it, or you or you won't, or like you know like you'll really get it, or like you'll like again like I don't know if you could really hate this book, but like like for you like yeah, you just I don't didn't know hate it was hard. I don't know what would be. But sometimes, like, softer books are better, like, in the ebook or, like, when I'm paying full attention because, like, the audiobook, some of those nuances can get, like, missed. Um, and even for you, if you didn't like the, the narrator. Um, but even for you, if the, if the, if the dialogue is off. Um, yeah, it's one of those things where, like, it's got to be yeah. one or the other. Um, and it was good. It was cute. They were hanging out on a beach. They were. I just love like a good um like valet or like meddling. Or like this guy, he wasn't really meddling, he was just a good friend of the hero. Just a, um, what digs. a guy. Digs. What a, what a guy. Um the the mutual bathing scene was pretty good for me. Or like the not mutual, but like she mm, bathed him and he mutual. bathed her. Mutual, I guess, yeah. Um I enjoyed that. I really did. And that they they were blindfolded. Or, like, he was blindfolded, and then they, like, cut off her being blindfolded. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah. I was like, what are we? Yes. <laughs> you, you're pulling books. a me! <laughs> I, I feel like, so seen. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, my recommendation is if you want just a warm hug, you don't... Like, there's a little bit of drama, but it's not, like, keeping the characters apart um no there's a lot of external someone tried to murder the hero yes and that's why he's on the beach there's a mufasa moment (laughs) there's a mufasa moment there's a mufasa moment and then there's a oh you thought we were done and Mm -hmm. i was like damn why are we dragging out the end of this book can we be done already oh no it oh he's been kidnapped (laughs) that's why we're not done we didn't actually deal but i i i still appreciated though what we got after the scene because they were like making it work like she didn't feel completely comfortable in town but like they were doing it and a lot of times you don't get to see them be happy like it's just the end of the book so you could see them um you know muddling through until their engagement ball um but yeah this is a very hannah book so if you want to know my brain of like what i love it's this and then Mm -hmm. also a rogue's rules for seduction (laughs) On the opposite end of the spectrum. And on that note, <laughs> I was going to say we could end this and do that. It is 10.58 p.m. on a Sunday night. That is true. Also, the audiobook of A Wicked Game is calling my name, Hannah. That is. but again, Morgan Davis. <laughs> Yeah, but she her voice doesn't bother me as much in these. Interesting. There was it was particularly Poppy's lower class accent that I found a little huh. bit more. It's in, she narrated um, Yuletide Christmas or something like that. It was um the Christmas anthology, the historical anthology that was like uh, a bunch of different people all get stuck at an inn, mm-hmm. um, and it's three different stories that are all taking place simultaneously. Mm-hmm. She narrated that one and the. One of the stories is a romance between um, – actually, you would probably enjoy it. It's 
not quite amnesia, but he's like unconscious and sick. He's fallen off a horse, mm. and they bring him in. Help, and, are, and are like, like who's this guy? Out. And he's like kind of keeping his identity a secret. Mm-hmm. Um, and the woman who runs the inn, so she's kind of lower class. And I didn't realize she was going to get one of the stories, like that she was going to have a oh, romance. Yeah. Because Beverly Crick does the same voice for her that she does for Poppy. And I was, I thought she was like oh. an old woman who ran the inn. I, I haven't had an issue with. I didn't have an issue with a reckless match. I haven't noticed a problem with this. That's one. so funny. I mean, I still don't like love it. Yeah, but it doesn't bother me. I think especially because those Welsh dudes. <laughs> there is a Christmas anthology with Tessa Dare and Sarah McLean and Joanna Shoup where Justine Aaron narrates, and I don't know what was going through her brain, but she gave a hero a Scottish accent for a chapter, and then just dropped off because he's not Scottish. Um. But multiple people noted it, and I was like, "What did? She, why did she do that?" Uh, it's like, um, Speaking what's her name, weird. Mary Jane Wells, doing a mm-hmm. weird ass Boston or what was it, Irish accent for Matthew Swift? Oh yeah, for Matthew Swift, that was weird. <laughs> like what? What's it with these Christmas novellas? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they just don't care. I will say, audiobook also thing that I noticed. I'll have to go back and look at the actual text. For the most of this book, every time Poppy would say Zounds or Zunes. That sounded weird in the audiobook. She, she'd say it twice. She would go Zunes, yeah. Zounds. And in my head, I was like, was this one of those situations where she recorded it both ways because she wasn't sure which pronunciation they'd prefer and then nobody edited one out? I guess. Or maybe. Let me. I can check the book in a second. I will say that did stick out to me in the audiobook. I was like, what is happening? I forgot that they existed in the text. No, version. it's only once in the book. Really? What? So they like left it in? What do you mean? So they, they like. So like this says his trousers were plastered to thick thighs and his bare feet were nearly the size of oar blades. Zunes. He must have stumbled out of the surf, blah, blah, blah. But if you're listening to the audiobook, it'll say his trousers were plastered to thick thighs and his bare feet were nearly the size of oar blades. Zunes. Zounds. He must so have she, stumbled so out. Like she twice? says it twice. I, I, I swear it has to be that she was saying it both ways because she didn't know which pronunciation and they, they left it in, and they left it because the very last time it, that happens a few times, and the very last time she only says it one way. She says it. I think she says zooms. Really? Look at. But you. I noted it because I was like, oh, oh yeah, I see here. So zounds. Yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll be able to pick up when like um. When the they have to like edit in a sentence, like I'm assuming. Yeah, you, there's a slightly different. Yeah, mm-hmm. that yeah, happens like, in a lot of audiobooks. The quality is like, a little odd. Yeah, so like you you can tell, and sometimes it's like a word or like a sentence. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's hilarious. I, I'm no, looking, that one yeah. took me out. That's so funny. Uh, yeah, it was. It's one of those things where like it works in um. It's like a Scooby Dooism, but like it works like in the Scooby Dooism, <laughs> but like um Zoinkies. Uh, zoinks. Jinkies. I just zoinks. combined them. I made my own Scooby Jinkies. <laughs> Too late uh, for creating new words. Um, yeah, that's a great catch. Go you on that one. Well, um, when zooms is a weird word to me because I never know well, which way you're supposed to say it. I've never heard it before. <laughs> oh, it's. I think it's British. So it makes sense that I know it because, boy, do we consume a lot of British media in this household. Yeah. That's – I didn't pick up, like, the law. Like, a lot – like, some books, mm-hmm. like, some authors really love, like, the law. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so that confused me a little bit. Um, That's an odd one. There's some other ones that I, mm-hmm. I can't think of off the top of my head. Um, sure. In India Holton's, um, the the scientist inventor guy in book three, mm-hmm. he says what at the end of a lot of sentences. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that guy. Um, <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> what? <laughs> <I just laughs> yeah. I can't wait for the audiobook of that. Um, it's one of those like in it situations where mm-hmm. you're like, why are you? And you just Have keep you seen doing the, it. The Sabrina Carpenter uh, BBC controversy. Do you what? know what I'm like? Okay. The singer. Yeah, she has this song nonsense that I love. I think uh-huh. this song is so fun. Um, but there's a lot of like ad libbed funny versions of the like chorus, uh, uh-huh. and she did this. Every time she performs it live, she ad-libs some ridiculous version of the ending, which she kind of regrets because now she has to keep one-upping herself, and she's like, this is really difficult. Um, But she performed it, I don't know, somewhere in England? I don't know all the details, but, like, the BBC streamed it or whatever, and the the ad-libbed version of the chorus, she said – I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was something along the lines of, like, I'm American, BBC means something different where I'm from. (laughs) And I'm oh. not going to say what it means. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but whatever the, like, end of the rhyme was, she did something, something in it, and then was like, get it, in it, um, which made me laugh. I was like, that is a hilarious ad lib. I'll, like, we'll link it. There's, like, a TikTok that explains mm-hmm. it. I was like, that's hilarious. But apparently British people were deeply offended, and oh, really? the BBC, like, took it down and only posted the version without that, like, last little bit. Because, because she's a, they were mad. No, no, no. It was about the BBC part. Oh, I see. It just <laughs> reminded me because <laughs> she, the rhymed part was like, huh, in it. Um, uh-huh. I was like, I won't lie. That's hilarious. Good for her. Um, oh, good for her. Also not related to this book. Um, it doesn't have to be. It's romance or TBR. That's true. Like 50% of what we do on these standard episodes is nonsense anyway. Nonsense. Yeah. That's the name of the song. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I already forgot. I was like, I, she's doing something. Yeah, I know. I, it's the song we were talking about. It's a fun song. It's one of those things that, like, I find very satisfying because in the, the whole premise of the book is that, like, she's so in love with this guy. Like, he's got her thinking nonsense. Mm. Um, So, like, part of the chorus, she says, like, something about her tongue goes numb, sounds like blah, 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 and, like, does that <laughs> repeatedly, which makes me laugh. But also, there's, like, a an it, – it's one of those things that, like, is very satisfying to me musically, where in the chorus, she says, it feels so good, I have to jump the octave, and she jumps an octave when she sings it, and that it brings sound like me, a very you song. Y- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's one of those, like, musical things that I'm like, ooh, that's so clever and fun. <laughs> also, it's just a fun song, but, like – yeah. It brought me joy. I'm happy for you. Thank you. You deserve joy. Well, for you, so, you. so maybe you a, should oh, you. reread One Duke Down. I was gonna say for you, it's an octave key change. For me, it's Andrew. It's Keen. One Duke Down. Yeah. It's Andrew Keen. <laughs> it's um sex on a beach. It's but not sex the on a beach. Kind. Weird but fucking beautiful. See what I did there? That I will. I will not lie. Snow on the beach yeah. has been stuck on my head this Snow entire time. On a beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't even uh, really that like one. that song, but boy, me neither. Does it get stuck I in my head because like "Song on the Beach" like isn't a bad song. Like I don't dislike it. Like I just I don't want to listen to it though. Yeah, like 
Sorry. Um, but I was listening to Fearless, uh, the Taylor's <laughs> deluxe version, like that whole second CD. It's Tell just me why I was also banger. listening to that today. No, <gasps> I didn't banger love after it, banger. Though. I, I switched. So for, I got through a few songs and then I switched to Reputation. Mm, see, Fearless is one of my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, I can just sing the shit out of it in my car. I was having a good time yesterday doing errands. It's fair. Okay, well, we have succeeded in talking too much. As always. As always. So, um, we'll leave you with... With our Taylor Swift thoughts, apparently. With our Taylor Swift thoughts, yep. You can go listen to that whole Midnight's episode. It's like two hours long. Yeah. Because we couldn't... We th- there, wasn't a, there wasn't a way to make that one short. There was... Concise? Never heard of it. Rip. No. It was a fun episode, though. It was. And it talked, we got to talk about some books that we don't talk about a lot, so. And you just talked about a lot of Sarah McLean that I had no clue about, so that was a very um, fascinating one for me. There you go. Um, signing off and going to sleep. <laughs> She's on, like, the space station signing off. It was a two-finger salute. That's a standard sign-off for not space stations. (laughs) I don't know why it made me think of, like, people on space stations. (laughs) I don't know what they do. I don't plan on ever going to space. Uh, Space terrifies me, but oceans scare me more. I am Um, the same way. I'm fascinated by space, but it's Mm -hmm. also very, very scary. Yeah. I like stars, but I I don't want to go, but I don't even want to learn about the ocean. I don't want to know. No. Because it's we don't like belong on our there. planet. No. No, no, no. We know more about space than we do about our own ocean. And that's horrifying. Yeah. I don't want to know what's down there. I don't think anybody needs to, frankly. Mm-mm. Like, people going down to, like, search of the Titanic? Like, no. that, to me, is a horrifying job. We just and don't need to be in the ocean at all. No. Um, under the Sea is meant to be... Sung by a little crab and not anything that we do. So, facts. We brought it full circle back to Disney. (laughs) We're so talented. Oh, if there's one thing we can do, it's banter our way in circles. (laughs) That's a ringing endorsement. (laughs) (laughs) To whoever, we had like a. Like a five-star rating on Spotify, but I'm sure it's because it was like, I don't know, like 10 ratings or something, right? So it's like us and then like a few friends, right? I'm not like, go rate us because we are a nonsensical podcast for a very Mm -hmm. specific niche group of people. But someone rated us lower because we dropped to 4.9, which makes me laugh just because like I want to know. I want to Like I want to know who it was or like not like who, but like. What was the thing that they were like, ugh, let me go leave a lower rating. I'm not, I'm not like mad about it. That sounds very petty. I don't care. I just think it's absolutely hysterical. Who was listening to this? Like y'all, we right out the gate show you who we are. And it's, uh, it's nonsense from the get go. I just want to know what we did that made someone like annoyed enough to be like, let me go leave them a rating. I'm honestly surprised anyone's given us a rating. Wait, I got it. I got it. Um, what do you got? I don't think I can leave it in there, but for those at home, pause. Listen <laughs> to Strangers Like Me by Phil Collins, another <laughs> Disney movie. Um, get to where he says, I wanna know. 
and then um, listen to that for like a second, and then hit this again. And then that's the experience. Because we do want to oh, know. Are you, are you back from hearing the song? Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. That's what I needed to do when we listened to our uh, Dick Down in Dallas. Because um, I had to edit it out. Because <laughs> you listened to the entire song. Um, my favorite thing was I took a little bit of you singing. Uh, your Dick, Dick Down in Dallas. Down in Dallas. Because <laughs> I could like isolate your sound. And I like add it to the end. I was like, oh, this is fun. Oh, I didn't. Um, I didn't listen all the way through to the yeah, end. Yeah, so there's like no. a section where I'm like talking, <laughs> and like you just in the background are going "Dick Down, Dick Down in Dallas," um, and it brought me great joy. Honestly, that's so on brand. <laughs> um, so we have to start doing musical interludes where we uh, uh, tell I the audience what to do. Sing too much on this yes. podcast. Um, not enough in my book. I do like so. the instructions of pause, <laughs> yes. go listen to this thing, and come back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Welcome back. Uh, Welcome <laughs> like, back. I hope you enjoyed that musical interlude mm-hmm. as much as we did. Yeah. So oh, with Jesus. that, yeah. On that note, we truly have wait. come full circle. Oh no. Oh, on that note, <laughs> I feel like I've done that bit on this podcast before. I okay, think you did. You did, and I was like, I'm so impressed that you knew that note, and you were like, it's not a specific note. It's just yeah, a I note. Just sang. <laughs> that was just on one of the recent ones. So, again, listener, if you know. You're we better need a than us. Romance your TBR bingo card every time Caroline makes the law on that note joke. <laughs> there, yeah. Uh, good for us. Make the free space game. is just us saying that we're gonna not talk for a super long time and then talking for a long time. Sick burn. Oof. It's not really a sick burn. It was like the lowest hanging fruit available. <laughs> It was of the fruits, the hairy sack of prunes. No, it's like a a a bag of prunes with hairs on it. It's a uh, uh, the, we need to factor in Maiden Lane into our schedule. We need to factor in. Yes, we do. Because oh. we're almost we're we're near done with uh, the Hathaways. Um, next week is um, Married by Morning. Um, can't wait for that one. And then the Love in the Afternoon. And then we're done. It'll be a couple weeks after. Yeah. That. Yes. Yeah, we would love to do a Maiden Lane read along in the near future. So get ready mm-hmm. for that because it's gonna be the walls to the wall. Ride. Harry Sacks prunes, prunes to the wall. Prunes to the dunes. I don't know. Mmm. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> you added sand to the already horrible <laughs> metaphor. <laughs> Just for a little texture. Yeah. If the Harry wasn't enough, don't worry, it's now sandy. Now it's sandy. Um, Oh, okay. The end. Goodbye. That's all you get from us.